welcome to Who Knew, where we are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into this current incarnation. Today's episode is episode 10, The Doctor Dances. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wow, we all didn't commit on that. I didn't get the memo that we were going to do that. I just that. that. I know that. No one else seemed ready. <laughs> I was, like, oh, I was ready. In this episode, the Doctor Rose and Captain Jack battle the mommy zombies. This episode is written by Stephen Moffat and directed by James Hawes. The final ratings of this episode were a 68, uh, sorry, 6.86 million viewers. Um, is that less than? It's less than last time, which is very bizarre. Because it's like such a cliffhanger. Yeah. And um, I wanted to go back and point out that last episode, uh, The Empty Child, the next episode trailers were shown after the credits um, instead of preceding the program, um, like in Aliens of London, where it spoiled the next episode. And this one didn't do that. So um, The Doctor Dances actually has the next trailer after the program, as opposed to The Empty Child, which did it after the credits. Um, I guess intro for who's here. Hi, this is Brian. Hi, this is Frank. This is Arlene. This is Josh. Auburn's to my left. He can't talk. <laughs> and this is Kelsey. And this is Eugene. Apparently, uh, Auburn has come down with some sort of... Uh, gas mask disease and he cannot talk to us other than saying are you my mommy and that won't work <laughs> uh, the, the episode uh, this episode the doctor dances first aired on the 28th of May 2005 the episode picks up exactly where the empty child left off with the horde of patients approaching the doctor, Rose and Captain Jack, all asking for their mommy. The doctor scolds them and tells them to go to their room. Psychically linked, Jamie hears the doctor and exit the, exits the house where Nancy is, leaving her unharmed. The patients return to their beds and the doctor berates Jack for causing all of this. Jack repeats that the ship was harmless and empty. He, then, he even took precautions so that it would not land on anyone. He is adamant that he is not responsible for any of this. I think it's great that the doctor figures out what to do in this cliffhanger from last episode. Like, how is he going to get out of this? He scolds the, the mommy zombies into leaving him alone. It's, yeah, I don't think he figures it out, though. He just takes a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. But it's, it's, a, it's great that that works. I think it's awesome. I like the joke afterwards where he said, uh, glad that worked. That would have been horrible last words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it makes sense why it would work. It's not some gadget trick or something. Like he yeah. doesn't use his sonic screwdriver in a weird way that we're not used to. But he right. scolds him like you would a child, and it works. Yeah. Well, I, I it's, like it. It, it's a clever solution. I always yeah. like it when there's a clever solution rather than a techie solution. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it makes more sense. Like we can we can easily go along with that right. decision. So Nancy is caught then by the homeowner, Mister Lloyd. He begins to yell at her that the food was his and that the police are on their way. She tells him she has been watching the house for a while and knows the truth. Mr. Lloyd has been sleeping with the butcher to obtain the extra food. She blackmails him into obtaining wire cutters, a flashlight, and some more food, and use of his bathroom. Before you go on, I yes. want to go back, because 
<clears throat> once Jamie leaves Nancy, Nancy breaks down and cries. Mm, yes. And that doesn't seem like what Nancy would do. She's always been so strong. It was just was impactful that she had it. She meet, reached her breaking point. I thought yeah. that was a nice bit for that. And then there's also the whole talking about Captain Jack's, you know, explains his plan again, because it's a new episode. Mm -hmm. And just saying how the London Blitz is great for a clean con and same as uh, the Volcano Day, <laughs> you know, and laughing at it, because we would, but the doctor takes it seriously about there are a lot of people who died in this and you're just being flippant. And in Pompeii. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, Jack getting that. It's not that he's cold or distant. It's like he gets it. You know, and he's like, yeah, okay, it is serious, you know, Pompeii and this. But it's just an interesting dynamic. And so the Jack was never all that bad. He's like, no, I'm a bad guy. I'm a con. And it's like, well, you're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a great con. You're smart. But it's good that they don't, they didn't have him as a big villain, just as he just want to slap him sometimes. Yeah, like the reluctant hero. He's the reluctant villain almost in this, mm. you know. Accidental yeah. antagonist. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to mention. I also like how um, when what you see the what makes the doctor happy, and then what switches him to being serious as well. I always get a kick out of that. He's that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I like the running bit now that, that that started Volcano Day. So the Volcano Day kind of runs through this episode yes. mm -hmm. as a you know just a like a callback concept, or, you know. Yeah. And, and then Doctor does go eventually, there eventually, feature and, and refers. Volcano, Volcano Day. Day so. Yeah. Oh, I remembered. Um, when the air raid signal or sirens go off, they go, the the kids and everybody else go and hide, I guess. And then now that the Doctor, Jack, and Rose have experienced this thing, and then they're almost, um, I guess, turned or converted, in a sense, killed, then the all-clear signal goes on, and then Rose goes, what is that? Jack goes, that's the all-clear, and the Doctor says... Like, I, yeah, I, I think that's great. It's it takes something that's supposed to be like reassuring, and now right. it's like, oh, great, we got to do this again. Yeah, for all the people in this episode, it's not the all clear, it's just turn the page, we start yeah. again because what happens with Nancy. Mm -hmm. and, and I just loved it though, when she was about to leave the house, then the owner's kid comes in with the gas mask. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a great uh, fake out, fake I out, guess. Yeah, which is fun, which is really good. Jamie's yeah. back, nope. <laughs> So Rose and Jack follow the doctor to room 802, which is where Jamie was kept when he was in the hospital. Toys and stick drawings are all around the room, and Jack realizes it was a powerful and angry child that broke out. The doctor turns on the tape recorder, and we hear Dr. Constantine questioning Jamie. But Jamie keeps saying that he wants his mommy. The doctor thinks that the homeless children must have been looking for food near the cylinder, and it somehow changed Jamie. They realize a voice is still asking for his mommy, even though the tape has stopped. The doctor remembers that he sent the infected to their room. They turn, and Jamie has returned to room 802. I like, uh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I like the delayed response there. I try. Um, I like... <clears throat> before the reveal of Jamie, one of the first things, I'm here. And, and it's yes, very yes. poltergeist. It's yes. very poltergeist. Yeah. Well, yes. there was one shot, uh, I, I gasped a little bit. Uh, they, they show a shot of the recorder being done. With the yeah. tape flipping. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And before yeah. you really catch on to it. So, Oh, yeah. That, I love that. Well, I like how the doctor's testing Jack, mm -hmm. seeing what Jack knows, what he has on him. It's like oh, getting all the information. What was, what was he asking him again? Uh, the sonic blaster. 
It's like, oh. well, do you have that on you? Do you have this? And then he knows this is from the 51st century. He knows oh, because he's, he's trying from. to figure out where, right. Yeah, okay. He gets all this information. <clears throat> Jack has no idea he's giving up. <laughs> right, right. So I love that. Going, what's wrong with your Sonic? Nothing. I'm getting information out of him. <laughs> so with Jamie now reappeared in room 802, they get away from him by using Captain Jack's Sonic Blaster, which cuts, cuts a large square hole into the wall leading into the hallway. <laughs> what does Rose call it? Squareness gun. Squareness gun. Oh, yeah, Which squareness is gun. a reference to, is it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? They had a squareness gun. Oh, really? oh okay. Yeah. And also, we will see this gun again. And yes. not with Jack. Mm, and no, I don't know. Mm. Is that another dun-dun-dun? Or... No, okay. just a spoiler. <laughs> I believe spoiler, it's a dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> so with um, this, this gun of Jack's, I wanted to point out that it's also blue like the sonic screwdriver. So there's that blue thing that I was talking about earlier, like the sonic scr- screwdriver is blue, some of the panels are blue, the Dalek eye stock is blue, and then now the squareness gun is blue. So see, I'm not crazy. No, but you're <laughs> making it was blue. Nobody cares. <laughs> Once they are through, Jack reseals the wall using the digital rewind feature on his squareness gun. Cute poor little Jamie then starts breaking through the wall. <laughs> the infected people start moving th- uh, toward them and from down the hall. Cutting off any escape. It reminds me of Wizard of Oz when they're trying to outdo the witch and they're all running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all coming down and they get this angle from this hallway and they can't go that way. They have to come backwards. Yeah. You know, it's like there's Jamie and then there's the other infected all crouching behind. It's like a rock and hard place or something. It was one of those things. Um, Rose fires Jack's blaster downwards, dropping them to the floor below. Avoiding more patients, our trio end up trapped in the storage room. As the doctor looks for a way out, Captain Jank, Captain Jack Ninja vanishes. <laughs> I like Captain Jank. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything there? All right. <laughs> well, the little back and forth well, that Jack and the doctor do about, like, oh, well, what do you have? I have a Sonic. Right. right well, right, it's Sonic. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. No, what is it? What is it? And then, who has a Sonic screwdriver? And the whole time, like, the enemy is coming closer and closer, and it's Rose who What's points the, the gun at the floor, like, we're going down! <laughs> and they all go down. Well, it's also nice. fun. The, the, it's not necessary to the episode, but the, the whole bit of, I visited the factory that makes this gun once. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, somebody blew it up, like I said, once. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like he hates guns so much mm-hmm. that he blew up the entire factory, <laughs> replaced it with a grove of bananas, banana. mm-hmm. and he and had a banana. He complete, uh, conveniently pulls out a banana. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Nancy goes back to the other children and tells them that they need to look out for each other because she may not be coming back. She is going to the crash site to find out what happened to Jamie. As she approaches the bomb site and cuts through the barbed wire, she is caught by the guards. Jack has used an emergency teleport to transfer to his ship. First, about that scene with Nancy, that was yeah. the creepiest typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. It was a great creepiness of it just typing out. Did it remind you guys of The Shining at all? Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all work and no play. Yeah. Makes Jack a I thought it, the whole paper something. was going to be covered with "Are you one of me?" But and also but, that in that scene where, you know, this is when Nancy realizes that Jamie is just coming after her, right? You know, and not, I think that rather whole, than the group, and she's like, "So I have to send these the guys, kids yeah. away," you know. So she's and I think she's starting to realize is what the doctor realizes at the end, convinces her of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great that. She's still looking out for these kids, yeah. even though... she's totally looking yeah. out for these kids. 
I chew, you know, away. eat your greens and mm-hmm. chew, chew your food. food. It, it's also funny that um, Stephen Moffat didn't get the Shining connection with this typewriter scene. What do you mean, didn't? He didn't. In the commentary, he's like, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> like, people would come up to him, did you reference the Shining? He's like, oh, I guess I did. Yeah, well, I just yeah. think that's funny. Well, Stephen King isn't Scottish, so Stephen Moffat wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> Uh, so Jack hacks into an old radio into in the storage ro- uh, room that the the doctor and Rose are in, and he's and he tells them that he's working on a way to get them out. Jamie can also hack anything with a speaker, so he hears this and tells them that he is coming to find them. What does he call it? Mcom or Omcom? Omcom. Omni communication, I guess. I'm just yeah, makes yeah. sense. And so this explains why. Um, Jamie is able to use any phone or any, any speaker device. Yeah, it goes device. back to even the first episode. Yeah. That's one thing in Doctor Who, when they have the multi-episode story arcs, a lot of times things are explained later. Later. Yeah. Like, you know, the flatulence in the Slovene episodes. Right. <laughs> Actually, once you know what it is, when you rewatch the first episode, like we were talking about, isn't as annoying. At least I didn't find it as annoying because it made sense in the long run. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching it, although this wasn't annoying, but it was it was more like mystical and magical. Yes. He wanted to find and, out why. Yeah. And then when you find out why, it's an interesting geek out, sci-fi geek out. Yeah. So while Jamie is hack, uh, hacking into the same speaker that Jack is hacking into, Jack sends over music in, attempt, in an attempt to cover their location. While the music is playing, Rose tells the doctor that she trusts Jack because he reminds her of the doctor but with dancing and dating. Dating and dancing. Dating and dancing. The doctor says that he dances. He takes Rose's hand, but stops to wonder why there are no rope burns on her hands. She tells him that Jack healed them. At that moment, they are transported to Jack's ship without them even knowing. There, the nanogenes heal a burn on the doctor's hand that he incurred when they landed in the first, uh, in the empty child episode and he burned it on the console. Uh, the same way that they did for Rose. He tells Jack to take them to the ambulance crash site. Nancy is chained... Whoa, whoa. Yes? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that meant go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, I didn't pick up the whole, you know, dancing being the whole... Metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. You know, for sex. Neither did I. But it is Moffat saying, no, he wrote oh, it yeah. all in mm-hmm. all this way. And they're just well, talking the, about, no, I've danced, I've danced. It's like, well, I think we it's, all know because he has kids and grandkids, yeah. but Rose, Rose, doesn't. Doesn't. Rose doesn't look at him that way. And there's a whole idea that, no, the doctor is. I think as the cool. episode goes on, it's more innuendo. Right, mm-hmm. right. But yeah, in the beginning, it just seems... Like, I also thought it was very good writing in that way because it, it gave him a uh, reason to look at her hands. Uh, so, you know, just writing-wise to find out about the nano... Bots, nanobots, nanogenes. nanogenes. Um, whereas instead of he just him just noticing, or she does something by his face, like the dancing was a is part of the story and part of the. So it seemed very feasible why that's why they would do that, and then it gave him a reason to look at her hands, and then it carries it from there. So I mean, this is also. No, like, I think that's a great, great way of putting it. Yeah, because yeah. it is somehow. How do you get him to? You know, they don't right. really hold hands in this. Right. They don't and hold usually, and run. It's not a running episode. Yeah, and a lot of so times... So it's some way that he needs to, you know, see that. And a lot of times when you're writing something, you think you think of what the person has to do. Like, okay, how can he... How, what can I come up with that's interesting and natural so they can cont- continue the plot? And this happened to be something that continued the plot from even before. 
Mm-hmm. So it was good. I also think for me, this is like the, the, the first like real start of a Dr. Rose romance. Mm-hmm. It kind of shines a light on Yeah, because that. she, she, you know, she obviously likes Jack, but she's loving making the doctor jealous in this scene. <laughs> right. She really just is <laughs> really true. enjoying that. I, and also for some reason, I love the line, I'm trying to resonate concrete. The way he delivers it is so committed. Yeah. And he's like not even trying to worry about what she's trying to talk about. (laughs) I love it. Talk about a wallflower. I mean, literally. (laughs) Okay. And then you think of it in like the doctor's perspective. Like the doctor's old Mm -hmm. and she's only 19. Yeah. Well, that's how all the companions have been. Yeah. But like, but he like, when he sees that whole relationship thing and when she admires him so much and that like, she wants to be with him, he knows that, but he still looks at her kind of like, Mm -hmm. dude, I've done this. I'm old. I'm beyond all this. I'm Mm -hmm. like, might have a young face now, but. That's probably why it's easier for him to disregard that aspect of the relationships. Yeah. But he does still sound a little jealous. Oh yeah, you know it's it's not. Like, yeah, he's not happy like, with it. Wait a minute. But I see it more. <laughs> I used as to like, be the gleam in your eye. <laughs> Who's this kid? I see it more as a narcissist, kind of like <laughs> I just lost the person who adores me. Yeah. And or, he's or like, how about it's like oh that's this guy. It's a he's a he's a con man. He could have gotten sure, right. Yeah. Get somebody better. Yeah. Maybe well, that's no. well, like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, he clearly didn't like Adam. <laughs> no, I see it more like I need to be the center yeah. of your universe. I get and yeah. yeah, I think I like it that way too. And then by the time, you know, a season or two later, when the romance actually culminates, then it makes more sense that it felt earned. It didn't just feel like a TV right. romance. Mm-hmm. So, like Brian was saying, this is the beginning. This is the very guess. inkling, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely see it as an ego thing more than a, a macho thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh, when you said nanobots, way. I think they originally wanted to call it like nano something else, and it was a reference to Star Trek. Nan- nanites. Nanites, and then they sent, uh, ended up with nanogenes to differentiate. I've heard mm. nanobots somewhere else, too. Mm. It's just and then, nanogenes. It fits into the Doctor... I almost said Doctor World. <laughs> the Doctor Who world. The Who world. Just oh. kind of, you know, timey-wimey word. It's just Hoovers. thrown together. <laughs> But when I first heard nanogenes, I'm like, why would you want some small pants? <laughs> would you like to take that back? Oh. I'm just waiting for Josh. He's so slow. Yeah. No. Not on the ball. Wait for it. Where? Wait not. for it. When they said nanogenes, why did they want small pants? <laughs> oh. Okay, where were we? We should count them. Nancy the guard. Nancy in the guard, and she's begging to be let go. Jack, Rose, and the doctor arrive at the crash site and discover that people are changing more rapidly than before. The infection has become airborne, and no one is safe. They hear singing and find Nancy singing a lullaby to the infected guard sleeping next to her. After freeing Nancy, they go to the crash site. As Jack attempts to open the hatch, he sets off an alarm causing all the infected to come and protect the ship. Well, before that, though, uh, that synopsis didn't mention the guard turning into one of the gas mask people. Yes, that's true. So um, well, when she she got she when she left the kids, she went to go to the crash site, and she got and caught. she got caught with a sick guard. And then they t- they chained her next to a sick guard, not realizing he was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah. right. But she recognized all those symptoms, knowing it's yeah, not yeah. Gonna be she great. recognized she, the symptoms. Well, she, the first thing she noticed was the scar or the the mark on his hand. Right. 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 And but that she was, was able to. Too. That reminded me of that scene in uh, the thing, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then um, when Jack came and went after the other guard, uh, whose butt he complimented, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and then he creeped out and started saying, are you my mommy as well? Sorry, I was thinking about three things at once. I couldn't get that out. <laughs> Talk about committed acting, the, yes. the sick guard when, when he was changing. Yeah. They, 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 there were no visual effects because they probably couldn't afford them. Yeah. And he was just, you know, he was, he <gasps> he was, was very was, committed in that moment. They didn't, yeah. we didn't, oh, you're right. Oh, but we, we didn't saw see Because he change. was so committed, you thought you saw oh, it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I was they cut around it. They cut yeah. around it. But then they showed the other guard, the other guy, the officer yes. getting uh, changing. Um, one other thing that uh, a little later on when the doctor sends Rose and Nancy to fix the fence. Yeah, the barbed wire. Fix, the bar- re- yeah. Reconnect the barbed wire. Yeah, reconnect. Yeah. The Sonic can reconnect barbed wire. It just It's a setting. Did you... Ca- it's 2000-something B or something? It's part <laughs> yeah. of the silliness. It's too, I just see that I as know, part of the but silly, no, it's, fun it's, silliness. It's... It's just we need it in the script, so it. Just... Well, it's also that that's the only part that's barbed wired is just between two major poles. Well, that's where she. I thought cut they do, a, but I thought they do a whole barbed wire fence, and they had to do mm-hmm. it up quickly. But oh, it's only a small little that section that they Did it really even well, matter. Right a there. I thought it was just to give them something to do. It's just I thought visually, it's like they should have done a whole barbed wire fence because. It just seems so strange that that's the only that's section bit, yeah. that needed it. Wait, well, wire. that was her. That was the section that she, was the cut. Section she yeah. came in. That's what, yeah. I know. In that section, I thought when they the bomb was there and they put up the, all these fences, there's an actual barred bar. fence going along with only this one break in it. It's like, well, isn't that lucky that this whole barred fence goes all around the section? It just seemed from what they, they were talking about is that the bomb came down. Yeah. Didn't go off. They put they put this barbed wire fence around it to keep it. Where's the barbed wire fence? She just cut between two metal poles, like a jail. Oh, I see. What she you're just saying. had the, t- the small oh. little yeah, two small foot, <clears throat> one and a half foot the gap. Well, you're saying there, weren't, there wasn't the barbed wire anywhere wall. else? Or? Like, well, you didn't see it. It's like, it just seemed strange well, that we can only maybe it's we're talking about the yeah. barbed wire fence. And there was no establishing shot, just, but yeah. I think we just assume it's there. Right. It just seems strange <laughs> that. But, but what's going on with that scene where they're reconnecting the barbed wire fence is just a repeat of what the doctor did in The Empty Child with Nancy, but it's Rose this time and it's a little more personal. And I think that's effective here. That Wait, she, what? Say again? Oh, it's the it's, up, up with Britain speech yeah, this time from it's, Rose. It's the, um, I'm from the future. And she goes, what future? We she's win. looking around uh, and it's all being bombed. And then she yeah. goes, you know, you guys survive. You win. Oh, right. And I think it's cool because the doctor does yeah. that in the previous episode. But at this point in the time, she needs this pep talk. Yeah. Well, the pep talk from the doctor, he doesn't give anything away. Yeah. He comes up to the present mm-hmm. where it's like Britain just says no. Yeah. How great for you guys mm-hmm. that you didn't, that in the past you didn't say okay. And then Rose carries it a little further because Nancy needs it. Yeah. And, you know, this is Rose doing what she's always done in the previous episodes, you know, connecting with. The... I give away the secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Screw up the timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The other thing that I noticed was um, a little bit before when they. Um, free Nancy from being next to the sick. The handcuff. The, in, yeah. From the handcuff. At that point, they run in and she's like, I'm handcuffed and like mm-hmm. showing. And then the doctor and Jack kind of look around like, what are they going to do? And he's like, I have a screwdriver and not a gun. <laughs> and it's all like, I can open this up kind of thing. And then when so. he does open, it's a very loud clack. Yeah. It's like, oh, the guy's sleeping. <laughs> so I feel like it was his whole way of showing like, yeah, the screwdriver is more important mm-hmm. than than a gun. Than a gun. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They're saying that the uh, infection 
is now airborne. It's like it always has been. And there's always been those instances in London, these are popping up. Mm-hmm. The doctor Constantine had said in the last yeah. episode. So it's, I guess they were all just more focused just on the hospital. Well, I think it was you didn't have to be, you didn't have to be touched because Constantine didn't touch any of them. Oh, but he said that there were also, you know, instances in London that were popping up. But that's how diseases always work, even non-airborne diseases, because remember, they don't change necessarily right away. But these are the nanogenes that are actually going from yes. body to body. So they're already airborne. Yes. They? No, it's the, vi- it's the, the, ones the nanogenes, the- like the nanogenes didn't alter. But I don't, I don't They do fly. It. I mean, and even in Jack's ship. But the nanogenes are trans. The nanogenes are the transmitter, whatever transmits from, from one patient to another when they get when they t- touch each other. No. Just, I, I would I would think is why would just touching another being make you change into it? I think they're going around changing everyone, and it's just that you're in such proximity because they didn't touch everybody in all the other wards. It's like it is already airborne. They just realized that it's airborne and not by touch, like they were told. Mm-hmm. So all the doctors thought it was by touch, but they're the nanogenes which are flying around anyway. Mm-hmm. But they're also there's a finite amount of them, even though there's plenty of them to change the whole world. But they're focused and they are growing right. as they go out. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think that touching. I don't think they altered. They weren't from touch right. to airborne. It's just that's what Constantine and the other doctors thought was happening. Yeah, I, I think the airborne part just took longer. Like touching would accelerate the trends. I think that's just by proximity. There's like they found. The boy's wrong. We fixed him. Uh, we added, we added things to him. And you go, oh, now we're yeah. next one person. Oh, they're also well, wrong. Then we by, that, by that thinking, because well, it's, it's starting with the boy going on out. So those who are closest to him, whether they touched him or not, were right. affected. Right. They just assumed it was by touch. I see. Right. And what was really happening is the nanogenes were in a hospital with a bunch of sick people right. that they were trying to make better, right. but they only had that one prototype of that boy so they're making them all look like the boy right and so i think what frank is saying is they were always airborne right it's just up to this point we thought it's just that now it's growing touch. so much and now it's like we now know that's and now because well, like, an analogy would think <laughs> if they do think it's like we now know the template we now know what we're doing we're because everybody in the hospital quicker. is pretty much done right and then now it's spreading out to the crash site maybe right. even they were trying to repair the most sick could be because that's where all the people in the hospital mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, well, well just like go, by yeah. default it goes to the the person the, that needs it the severe, most. Yeah. That's how I would program a nanogene. <laughs> or a bot. Or a bot. Yeah. Um, also, when Captain Jack opens the hatch and it malfunctions and there's a spark that comes out, John Berman was actually surprised and scared a little bit oh, at yeah? that moment in like the real production of it. Did they do that on purpose or just... No, I just think that was a pyrotechnic and then it just went out. He was like, oh, that's that's really larger than I thought or I don't know. <laughs> did he have a line? Did he say something or did he just yelp? No, that was in the commentary on the episode. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying... Oh, I don't, I don't know. He, he said just, anything. He just said that he wasn't expecting it to be that way. Uh-huh. Um, that's also the moment when uh, the doctor explains that Jamie is a fully equipped Chula warrior. Right. Which mm-hmm. is a good justification for why he can do everything that he can do. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so strong. That's why he can do the Omcom mm-hmm. and all the other telekinesis, things. moving the door to trap Nancy in. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, Chula, is that like a, a character from nope. the original series? Do we so. ever run so, into so, any so more Chulas? Chula, <clears throat> Chula is named after a... <laughs> hey, we got to take that away from him. <laughs> Chula is named after the restaurant that Stephen Moffat and Mark 
Gaddis went to to celebrate that they got the jobs for Doctor Who. It's a Indian Bangladeshi restaurant. Oh. Okay, so it's just a this one episode time only yeah. alien that we never. Okay, just, yes, just curious. So it can be whatever it wants to be. Yeah, and and I thought it was Tula worship, not no, Chula. Chula. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? Okay. That, uh, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you're gonna be buzzing yourself. <laughs> I'll just chuckle to myself. <laughs> the doctor reminds him the Chula don't use bandages. They use nanogenes, which escaped when the ship crashed. The first being they found was a human boy, but they didn't know anything about human physiology. They healed him, but mistakenly think that the gas mask and other injuries are the human norm. Having reconstructed Jamie to working condition by the nanogenes um, logic and other injuries, uh, they move on to heal all the other humans. They will never stop until all humans have been fixed to these new specifications of a little boy looking for his mommy. Mommy. So my question <laughs> is this, like, I was trying to figure this out as I was watching the, he was already dead when... He was dying. No, he no, died. He was, dead. He was he already was dead. dead. See, that oh. was the whole thing, like, he was already, I just caught it this time, already dead. So Nancy had already left him because he was dead. And that's why yeah. that landed there, because uh, Jack made sure that it wouldn't land on anything living. Right. Yes, I can see that. So then it landed on a dead boy, mm -hmm. and then that's why none of the the gas mask people things that were created had a heartbeat. Correct. Yes. Okay, so it's all ah. starting to like kind of connect. So what did what did the <laughs> original Jamie die from? Just uh, one of the a bomb. A bomb. Bombs. Just a bomb. And that's why oh, he Nancy had said, a collapse. It's the Blitz. Lung. What do you think he died from? <laughs> and other injuries. Yeah, okay. And other. So it's. Was a concussion, collapse so, I can't remember, but yeah, there yeah. was other yeah. stuff. And Burn. a couple of internal injuries as well. Yeah. 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 So this was the first time I actually caught that. Yeah, I didn't oh. catch it either. That's, that makes it even more interesting. So the infected reach the crash site and await their commander, Jamie. Jack reminds them that the German bomb will be there any second. Rose asked if he can just teleport them out, but he says he can't and teleports just himself back to his ship and Ninja vanishes. Nancy, yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying before, like the whole uh, uh, Captain Jack Khan deal, mm -hmm. um, how he didn't mean any harm, but I like the fact that it was still shady what he did, and it, the consequences were bad, kind of teaching that lesson too. Like, even though you don't think you're hurting somebody, don't do something shady, because look what can happen. Yeah, it's a good moral. Even though I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy claims that this is all her fault. The doctor deduces that Nancy is really Jamie's mother. Or the doctor Yay! dances. <laughs> <laughs> Around Jamie's mother. Around. That's, yeah. that's a different episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe that's the doctor dances A or B. Um, he deduces that she is a single teenage mother in 1941. He tells her Jamie will never stop asking for his mommy and that she needs to answer his question. That really would have been 36. <laughs> really? Well, oh, four he's years. four years old. Oh, which is yeah. Well, that's when she wasn't a mother then. That's when yeah. she gave birth. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm just doing the math. Sure. That's all. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Jamie approaches and she tells him, "Yes, she is his mommy." As she hugs him, the nanogenes converge on the pair and recognize that Nancy, being the parent, is the proper human template. Using this new information, they heal Jamie correctly. The doctor removes the child's gas mask, raises him in the air, and hugs him. 
That was great. I, um, what I was thinking this time around was that um, now it paints a whole different picture on Are You My Mummy? It's not like he's looking for his mummy. It's almost like Jamie always questioned if Nancy was his mummy. Yeah, because so, they're saying like you lied to Jamie, telling him you were his sister. Rather, right, but he mom. always sort of knew. Maybe yeah. like are maybe. But he's only four. He would see her as his mother. Right, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just because like, she would look after him, she would do all that. Right, so she's he's so. probably always thinking, well, are are you my mommy? You, you know, you say you're my sister. Are you my? M-? But he would. Uh, I don't think he would grasp that. It's the concept of a mother. You know, are you my mother? Even if you are a sister, because you're still raising him, you're taking Right, but she him. probably was saying to him, no, I'm your sister, as he was growing right, up. Right, and that was her guilt. That was her own. Right, but thing. there's this, but it doesn't make sense to a four-year-old, because what, what he thinks a mother is, is, is her. Right. So he probably had been living his whole life with, is, is, she my, is Nancy my mummy? So that was probably, you know, could, you could look at it, that was still in his, you know, brain, Soon after he died, that his whole life was, are, is she my mummy? Mm. Just yeah. speculating. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, no, just, I just don't think the four-year-old would get the difference between sister and mother. You know, it's not like, oh no, you say sister, but I'm thinking mother. I just think it's, you're the one who always took care of me. I'm looking for the person who took care of me. Right. And not but, necessarily if even if she wasn't didn't turn out to be his mother and actually was a sister. That's who he's looking for. Who are you? Did you take care right, of? Right, but me? that's are what you, I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Right. So he's been growing up with these mixed signals of what a mother is. I mean, I can see it both ways, just because of like how she's reacting, like that guilt. You know, yeah. that would come. Well, yeah, from I what mean, you're thinking if you know if you, you know people didn't talk about that stuff back then, but like yeah. everything that he, you know, his friends at school or whatever would say what their mother is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not in school yeah. yet. He's four. Preschool. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's war. It's war. <laughs> Two years of his life, he was two when the war started. So it's well, there's other fear kids the around. Other kids are going to say, "Is she your Is she your mommy? Is she, you know, no, she's my sister. Yes, she's, you know, it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. that could be because all That's, the homeless the home, kids, yeah, have okay. be the lost. It's not their like they mothers. grew up in isolation. This yeah. kid's been yeah. living his whole life with the, the his. Well, with, that was the piece I needed. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I almost think like it's not like this boy searching for his mommy. It's this. This boy who's had this question in his mind since yeah. the day he was born, which is why it's the... It's, so that's sort of like what you were saying, like Moffat's theme was, it's not searching for your mother. It's, this, it's like... Who is it, my... Is yeah. not who is, it's is this person? Nancy yeah. my mother. And that, so that kind of mm. goes over the whole episode, the whole arc to me. Good, yeah, I, I can see that. Thank you. <laughs> you feel better now. I do. Okay. But he needs more validation. Right. <laughs> yeah, I need Take a moment. I need my ego. Is... <laughs> the German bomb that will destroy the Chula ambulance finally arrives, but Jack catches it in his tractor beam just before impact. He is actually riding on top of the bomb and tells the doctor that he can't hold it in stasis for very long. The doctor asks Jack to get rid of it safely and jack beams it back aboard his spaceship and takes off after telling rose goodbye um jack rides the bomb <laughs> yeah dr strangelove style and it, it has um bad wolf written on it oh it does yep yeah in german oh, catch that it's in, in german. german in german to the wolf? yes and it has a number 69 on it which Sounds was probably one. jack's favorite number <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
The doctor gathers the nanogenes and sends them towards the infected people, returning them to health. <laughs> Don't take it away. <laughs> I would like to take that back. The doctor uh, sends the am- sets the ambulance to self-destruct, just as history records an explosion being there. Rose and doctor head back to the TARDIS, and Rose asks Jack why he said goodbye. Well, just because, you know, when the, the doctor's... It, when you were reading the line about the doctor heals everybody. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, then we have the sound effect. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. This, to me, is almost... We've been leading up to this moment since oh, the show absolutely. started. Oh, and And to me, this is almost like the... I don't know the right word, pinnacle or emotional... It's it's almost it's like the anti time. Yes, yes, that's yes. It's the anti- I actually wrote that Everyone down. Lives. This is the reverse. I was watching this tonight and just wondered, like, I got the I got the sentiment, but I didn't quite make that connection. Like, why is why does he keep saying it? Why are they focusing on this so much? But you're yeah. exactly right. This is the reverse of the time where this is his moment. Where this is where he's like, everybody lives in the middle of a war. Yes, we have one right. moment. One moment where everybody, everybody lives, and I almost take it. As on a on a different level where it's like we have an episode where everybody mm-hmm. lives. Well, that's what I we mean. We don't have it. We don't have a sacrifice. We don't have an innocent. You know, and the doctor himself is just so happy, and I. It's almost like a, a he, healing moment. Cathartic, yeah. Cathartic healing moment for Eccleston's mm-hmm. doctor because of the time war. Because of the time right. war. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was thinking of it just like you just said. But now I see it as um, he's been carrying around the guilt of mm-hmm. the time war, thinking yeah. he killed everybody, and yeah. now in this and one he did. day, yeah. Well, I well, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and and but now he gets to save everybody. Yes, and and no innocent life was lost. No, mm-hmm. nobody sacrificed. He didn't have. Um, I can't remember their names. I'm sorry, but you know, Jabe. Oh, Jabe. 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 Can't have um, um, Gwen. Sorry, Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Yeah. Gwyneth. And, um, yeah. oh my goodness, I can't remember the name from the long game. <laughs> um, Not Sookie, but the other one. Oh, the guy with the braids? Kathika. The other one does. Sookie, Sookie dies. dies. Sookie dies. Yeah, Sookie yeah, dies. She was a soldier, so. Yeah. She that's, put herself but, but, still. but still, for the doctor, it's still alive. Yeah. I, you you know, know, and like I, all the people from Unit in World War Three, you know, just for one episode, nobody yeah. dies. And it's like that. I'm glad that they didn't really have to put that in the episode. Mm-hmm. It could have just made him happy. But, you know, I think that kind of will resonate later going forward mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the whole right. remainder of. Um, Absolutely. So glad they put it in. Series. It was so neat. So, yeah. Yeah. So neat. Just That's to see word. him happy. <laughs> yes. And I mean, watching these. Cathartic uh, for us, too, oh, as yeah. a viewer. Sure. That's what I was going to say. Like, watching the, these again for me, it's. I wanted this. I was rooting for this moment to happen. Like, Never have I wanted this ti- these tiny machines to succeed in like fixing the problem. Yeah, hasn't in, in every episode has there always been some sacrificial pawn? Clive in the first episode, yeah. right? Yeah, there's always somebody. There's always somebody who dies. And it's also the villain. The nanogenes are now just a machine. That's, it's that's just really interesting. Turning to make things there's no right. Villain. The there's not no a villain. villain in yeah, this the one thing that was actually the the the, the catalyst for being the the evil. It was just now mi- the catalyst yeah. for being the good. Right. It was yeah. just misunderstood. Although it was just correcting what it did yeah, wrong. Right. Although probably healing it. I bet you that was, uh, you had 10 years of perfect health for everybody. 1942. <laughs> and, 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 a new, and a new leg back. And a new leg. We'll get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. With the stasis field holding the bomb as it's deteriorating, there is no way to jettison it, meaning there is no way for Jack to escape when it explodes. On board his ship and resigned to die, Jack orders a final drink. Suddenly he hears music playing from the back of his ship. It's the TARDIS. Rose tells him to get on board. She is dancing with the doctor, and as they dance, the three sail away into the sunset. Metaphorically. <laughs> and dancing, no, not metaphorically. Dancing literally. Uh, literally. <laughs> There's lots of suns out there. There's lots of light. They're, they're going towards some of them, at least. I did think for the bomb that was going to go off in less than a couple minutes, they were very uh, casual about getting out of there. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. They knew what was, you know, they knew they were going to be okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's see. The, the, okay, so the scene where the typewriting scene, that was the scene that they added because originally this episode was two minutes short. And then so they wanted Moffat to write in two extra minutes. And they said, or he asked, can I do this? Can I do this? And they were like, no, no, no. And so he came You can't up, have any of the main characters. Yeah, you can't have any of the main characters. You can't really have special a, effects. Or a big set. Yeah, and so he came up with this small scene. And oh, it's cool. super effective. And it's kind of the same scene as the tape recording scene. Yeah. Just with a typewriter and kids. Yeah. But it also shows a lot more of Nancy's character, which is yeah, great. Yeah, it does. But I'm saying, like, just the, the structure of it with the, mm-hmm. the thing that's happening, and then all of a sudden it's it's empty, but you the still have the, the noise right. that keeps mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I think it's a great scene, though. This mm-hmm. episode came in... Because sh- I was watching this episode, I always feel that this episode is padded. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because all the padding is, like, good character stuff. Mm-hmm. But... It seems like wow, you could just lift that scene out. You could live that exchange mm-hmm. out. There's things you could. It's funny, like on the sh- one of the shows I used to work on, it was an 11 minute show, and um, when we were when we were um, short or over by just a little bit, we would add like a frame to every shot. Oh really? Yeah, there are one or two <laughs> frames. So like, all right, we can add five frames to this shot because it's just it's just the house, you know, things like that. And you'd be surprised. I mean, there's, if there's like you know a thousand shots in a show, add a frame to that, and you do the math. Which one is that? Um, yeah. I think it's one. That's okay. But I'm glad they added. Yes, I, oh, I, yeah, that's a great I too. scene. Like I said, it's great character stuff, but it's still, to me, it did still feel like padding. But we, just nowadays, so many to... people want to just cut from action well, and, I think and it action, felt like, and yeah. I like having so do I. this small yeah. plot yeah. for the character development, telling the story. I think right. it felt story? more like padding because it didn't have the main characters. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, don't take padding in a negative light. Yeah. I know I'm not. I think the important part is that this was just a creepy scene at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. this just mm-hmm. adds to that um, atmosphere. I think he did know about The Shining and just wants to take credit <laughs> for the idea. Um, so, so back to the tape recorder. Uh, it's anachronistic because uh, while compact magnetic tape recorders were developed in Germany in the 1930s, the technology did not make its way to the rest of the world until after World War II. Wire recording was used by the BBC during this period, but uh, recordings were on gramophones using wax. Have this you is... been on Wikipedia again? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, Stephen so Moffat they, acknowledges right, so they didn't have reel to reel. <laughs> he says that um, in the commentary for this episode, he joking, jokingly suggests that an ancestor of Bridge, Brigadier Leftbridge Stewart stole the machine from the Germans to help with the war effort. So that's how he right, justifies yeah. that. Well, we know that this hospital has a connection to unit already. So yes, there you go. So there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so I just to maybe point that even out. Shield. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, 
No. Um, I just also like to throw out there real quick that the final song that they play in the TARDIS is In the Mood, and that is my mm-hmm. parents' song. <laughs> so whenever they I see that... They wrote that song? They sold it to Glenn Miller? Wow. No. Oh. <laughs> but I always get a little yeah, Aww. nostalgic when I hear that part. So thanks, Josh. Oh, you're welcome for my stupid joke. <laughs> I won't hit the button this time. Oh, so um, you know how we're trying to figure out the theme Yes. This yes. Thing and saying, "Oh, it's." What were you saying? The child trying I, the, saying that that's his mom. He knowing his mom. But I feel like the whole theme of this of these two episodes is being misunderstood. Oh yeah. It's just a misserstanding. Oh, yeah. Because Jack had his are. misunderstanding of the bomb. Like Jack nano-genes. didn't get it. The like, nanogenes didn't. The nanogenes yeah. didn't get it. The child didn't understand. Um, and, the, and doctor Nancy, yeah, the doctor didn't really Nancy. understand. Nancy, Nancy would have been totally misunderstood as a as a mom. as a child, you know, that was pregnant. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like it's just misunderstanding, and then we can all like really get there better, mm-hmm. like we, have a better life if yeah. the misunderstanding wasn't there. And then no one's a villain. Mm-hmm. I like it. Or we just a sit lot. down. So we, so we just sit down and talk and like work things out. I guess I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you just don't understand. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard that parents just don't understand, though. <laughs> um, back to the episode. <laughs> the 51st century is mentioned um, with uh, where Jack got his gun. This is also the home era of K-9, um, who we will see later. And, 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 and there's a lot going on in the yes, 51st century. So that gun, yeah, comes, was that yeah. gun in the last uh, incarnation? Um, hold on. No. Oh, no, 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 that gun, no. That, that gun not, is not from the classic series. And I'm not following what you're saying. Okay, so Jack is from the 51st century, right? Okay. Um, this the is gun the, is from the 51st century. The gun century. is also from the 51st okay. century. And in this time, this is called the Great Breakout. It's, it's the expansionistic period where mankind heads for the stars. And this is, uh, we're, we're also going to come back to the 51st century in Girl in the Fireplace, Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, Time of the Angels, and Flesh and Stone. And who writes all these? These are all Stephen Moffat. That's uh, what I was going to get to also. <laughs> um, so, and then as uh, uh, I think Brian mentioned earlier, that that's where the Sonic, um, his uh, squareness gun is from also. And yeah. And Bananas also comes up again in um, Girl in the Fireplace, hmm. the banana daiquiri. Mm. Did Moffat ever get asked why the 51st century, why that was such a big number for him? He, he doesn't mention it. How oh. old is he? Yeah, that's the thing. How old is he? <laughs> At this moment, you know, in this time. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else? How old was Doctor Who at that time? When was the uh, original? Yeah. The f- first season ever? Uh, that's what year was that? Ni- you mean when it... 63? 63 is when it aired. what year was this episode? Not the 50th. Not the 50th. The 50th was Matt Smith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're like at 40. There's got to be some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just randomly chose 51st and he decided to write well, all his episodes. Yeah, it's a round number from where we are. You know, it's yeah. 3,000 years from now. We're never going to get there. Far enough. Um, oh, it, was, it was 2001. Which Century. One? No, no. Uh, when this show aired? 2005. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for playing. <laughs> um, I don't understand. John Berriman is also allergic to wool, so that oh. coat he's wearing is oh. wool. Seriously? <laughs> really? Yeah. Did they wow. change it as the series went on? No, uh, I don't think so. But he was wearing so many layers that oh. it didn't really affect him, but he was just like, oh. Why wouldn't they change that as the series went on? You're, one know. of your co-stars is allergic to his costume. Uh, have you seen the coat? That's why they didn't change it. Still. They could have replicated, replicated it. 
I was also thinking while I was watching this episode, I was like, wow, wool is not really a good uniform material. But oh, is, my dad told cold. me his leaked like a sieve. Oh, a leak? Really? Yeah. My, I remember my dad was in, uh, uh, he was in the Air Force. He wasn't during the war, but one of his dress jackets was wool, and I used to wear it, and I'm like, this is the most, I don't know why. I stopped wearing it because it was so itchy. <laughs> yeah, my dad was in Berlin after the war, and so I got, when I was in college, I bought a replica and he like, good luck. <laughs> like, There's a reason I don't have mine anymore. Why did they use wool back then? It was available. They had sheep. Uh, no, um, synthetic material wasn't that's right. as available. Right, but like, is, was that really the best natural material probably. there was? Mm-hmm. For, um, and it keeps you warmer. At, at the time. Yeah. Well, I guess so. cold out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was probably more for warmth than mm-hmm. blocking the... Oh, I guess so. That's so. why most things are wool and cotton, and cotton wouldn't have cotton kept wouldn't you warm. Cotton wouldn't have kept you warm, yeah. And it's not leather, so it's right. wool. It's cheaper. Sorry, yeah, it's the, just fashion. Because the Nazis totally had the leather. the leather. That's right. Yeah. Well, they were they like killing things. That's true. Um, so, shall we recommend The Doctor Dances to a new Who viewer? Where did we start last time? Kelsey. Um, yeah, paired with... The what, empty child? Empty child. Yeah, paired with the empty child, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I say the same thing. Um, I don't know. Does it even work by itself if you didn't see the first half? No, but you can just kind of consider it as one. Confused. You would be very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like, consider it as one story. <laughs> yeah, I consider it as all one thing, but I... Uh, like, why would you stop, you know, watching and then... Well, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> if you happen to uh, come yes. across the second half first... You know, someone says... <laughs> Okay, pick one out. Let's see if this is going to start with. No, don't put this one in. Because it doesn't say part two. Like, if you're just looking right. through the episode things. Yeah. I like dancing. <laughs> right. Oh, well, this is one with the doctor dances. I'll watch this one. <laughs> so within that, it's a no if you're going to just watch it on its own. It's not a standalone, but if it's paired with the other one, right. of course. I'm going to go with yes for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I don't you know. know. Uh, you're actually <laughs> asking if this episode, episode, put this in and watch this as its first one and can't be. I think it's, you can watch a, the last no. one by itself. Yes, you and can. get the idea, and you just right. want to watch more. Mm-hmm. But this, this one, one cannot no. be by no, itself. It's got to be, be the first the episode other. you watch. Because yeah. all those those points that we hit... As we, an episode, as a, yeah. <laughs> it's all standalone. But all those points that we hit, like the doctor saying everybody lives, it's not going to mean anything, right? Mm-mm. Or as much. Not as impactful. If you do yeah. watch it as the two episodes as one storyline, it's like, yes. this is it. Mm-hmm. Watch this first. It's your first incarnation into it. It still has a lot of meaning. Because mm. you still are in World War II and still have a lot of death around. Yeah, but the layers are be not as thick, I True, guess. True, but that, but that just expands it. Yeah. It doesn't diminish what he's saying, what he's going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus the you first... Know, you can well, still right, get, you put we, a different layer on it, you still understand. Why, why don't we change it up a little bit? Okay. Because we have a lot of two-part episodes in Doctor Who. So instead of... for When we hit second parts, instead of saying, would you recommend this, which we've done for part one, why don't we say... Does part two live up to part one? Does part two does part two uh, start over. <laughs> continue the story and effectively and, and satisfactorily complete the story that was begun in part one that we either said yes or no to? Yeah. Good job. Very good. Kelsey. <laughs> and we started. My again. answer is the same. Yes. Good. Josh. <laughs> yes, definitely. Arlene. Yes, it lives up to one. 
crank. Wholeheartedly, yes. Format. Right. Yes, absolutely. I will say yes. And Auburn? Because we all love the Auburn says yes. Another unanimous. I'm going to be keeping track, every part two would be like all these no's. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense. It would drag everything down. Right. Yeah, so I guess that's true. Like, if you were going to give someone a two-parter to watch for the first time, you would want to choose one that the second part lived up to it. Yeah, and I mean, unless the unless the first part was was good by itself. Yeah, it was really fantastic. Um, and then you could say like, all right, you know, the second half isn't as good. I mean, there's a right, lot of yeah. there's a lot of next generations like that where the first parts <laughs> are great, fantastic cliffhangers, and then the season opener, right. you go really. So, well, I was gonna say earlier that the the first like third of this episode is all just chase, mm-hmm. the running away and yeah. getting away. But, um, but even still, during that, but, but still, even during the great this character. Char- yeah, this they is great characters. They characters, they have some good banter between it. It's Yeah. The know. acting holds up. Um, what's the biggest episode arc there's been, you know, offhand? Of this? Of this, of this show. show. It might be... Wouldn't it technically be Amy Pond's story? Because it's all no, connected. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> no, no. Lots of no, that's, not, that's not all that's a, a single story. Yeah, there's there's yeah. stories where that touches... And I didn't think a continuous thing you've got... Well, because at the end of this, we have Boomtown, Bad Wolf, and Parting of Ways. That's three. But Boomtown that? doesn't... Boomtown is a standalone, like... like. But you know what I'm... Okay, I see No, I'm talking about a total... That the episodes are contingent upon each other. Got that it. would... Yeah, I, I would I probably... I don't just mean this season. I mean until now. Like, so then maybe the next season, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday? No, that's two. What with the Master? There were a lot but remember of... with Donna, there's Turn Left. Turn Left... Leads them into yeah that's well no actually midnight turn left stolen earth and journey's end yeah but mid yeah I know we're getting really I, I just wanted a number <laughs> but midnight is kind of on its own that's true no turn left episodes. actually because of what happens in turn left the other two the other two yeah so that's three nerd alert so someone's I'm fine with that. someone's <laughs> listening to this and arguing with yeah, you saying, yeah, exactly. no it's not that episode you can address your comments keep your eyes on the road <laughs> but you see the original series josh the classic series uh, was a serial series so the so, the so whole there seri- was the whole like six, season six was episodes episode. well no not season because they had a lot of episodes but like most i want to say most were they're all half hour episodes huh. Um, most of the serials, I believe, were between four and six episodes. Yes. Um, they don't. They never had a standalone. There really? never was just a half so it was hour. Always a, it was always a cliffhanger. That's why this right. series is um, so different because it's standalone, oh, but yet yeah. still. So it was like serial. the Flash yeah. Gordons and the yes, yes absolutely. Now whatever. I know of one serial which was the second Doctor, and it was ten episodes long, and I know that because oh. I kept going. In the in the first series, so Tom Baker was the longest Doctor in the first one, live action Doctor. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, who's second longest back then? Back then, before this, before the probably the third Doctor. Yeah, I was gonna say him. Yeah, probably the third Doctor. I just want you guys to give me numbers. Well, asking. submit it in writing, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> How many pizzas John did Pertwee. we order tonight? <laughs> John Pertwee. Who's I do not recall. Too. Is it true? Yeah, John Pertwee, <laughs> whose whose son is Alfred on Gotham. Oh, really? Yep. Mm. Wait, this Gotham? Yes. Yes, this oh, Gotham. I I was what other Gotham? Because <laughs> it was long ago, I was picturing the Alfred in the 60s. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Um, so anything else, guys? Yeah. 
Well, I actually. <laughs> Can we cut out like what we just spoke for <laughs> no, like the fun. last four minutes? <laughs> I think it's fun. okay. You know how many Doctor Who fans out there are going? Yeah, they're into it. <laughs> okay, leave your comments. <laughs> I, w- I will leave my comments. Yes, we will tell you where to leave our, your <laughs> the, comments. The listener comments. Do you think Nancy would have been a great companion? Let us know your thoughts. Email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so we will see you guys next time when the future becomes the present. You do it. Dun, dun, dun. And you do it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and you did dun, dun, dun. And I went, dun, dun, dun. And that means something good's going to happen. That's why we should practice. <laughs> tomorrow for <laughs>